You're listening to Movies for Decades. Welcome to Movies for Decades, a podcast where we watch a movie from each decade starting in 1921 and ending on 2021. And this episode, we watched 1981's An American Werewolf in London. I'm John Albee. I'm Colin Albee. I'm Helen Albee Cottingham. And we have our guest here. Hi, I'm Christian Sullivan, the special guest. Who suddenly yeah. has an NPR voice. Hi, it's me. I don't sound like that. Sorry. <laughs> I have a quick suggestion for how we do this. Normally, like, we just talk about the movie completely scatterbrained, just whatever part comes to mind. But I want to do this one more or less in order because uh, I think the beginning of the movie is, like, the the strongest part in a way. And it gets kind of more ridiculous and dumb as it goes. (laughs) No, I think the ending's the strongest part. Really? That's where the great lines are. Well, see... So do we want to like I'll try to say, stick through like chronologically okay, because yeah. usually it's just a big mess and I we're just like, what like about a, that part? There'd be like a nice echo because it's one of the few films that was shot in sequence. That's right. I think I remember reading that. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, that's that's mm-hmm. a rarity, but I guess it makes sense just from a location standpoint. Yeah. But uh, I, I also sort of just, you know, we don't mind going behind the hurt curtain, fourth wall, all, the, all that kind of shit with this podcast since we're all noobs and we're figuring it out. Um, I've almost wondered if it's better for audiences if we go through the plot because then they can kind of have some sense of when we're wrapping this shit up yeah yeah (laughs) which is maybe i mean we haven't really had much feedback on any episodes yet but i'm wondering if that would be a feedback is that like give us some sense of when you're wrapping yeah Um, but we're pretty good about going for an hour so when you see when you get to like minute you know 40 or whatever but maybe we'll do the plot i guess this is an exciting movie also because this is the first decade in which Half of the people in this room were alive. Oh, but I wasn't born not in '81. But like we're '80s kids. We're all we're in the uh, '80s now. Well, so not John and Christian. Yeah, we're we're not the middle millennials. <laughs> what do we know about the background of this movie? Um, I don't know anything about it, Christian. I, I mean, I yeah, just, I've done a little research. Yeah, I know uh, John Landis. He made before this. He made a uh, Blues Brothers and National Lampoon's Animal House. And so he'd gotten a bunch of cred for that, and he was looking to uh, do like a whole new movie concept with like fresh new faces. And uh, he was driving, and he passed a, a Romani or Roma funeral where they were like wrapping a corpse in garlic and burying it in a very deep grave so it wouldn't come back to life. And for some reason, that just sparked in his head, like, oh, okay, I want to make a like a horror film because he's an old school horror monster movie film uh, fan. He made Schlock was his first film, and it was like a, a, a monster movie throwback. Even in the eighties, they were doing this sort of nostalgic reboot thing. So yeah, that's where it came from, and uh, they wanted to like cast Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi to like get that good good blues brothers magic yeah goodness that would have sucked that would have sucked doesn't this predate the blues brothers does it i think it does like okay it doesn't predate i don't think it predates the the blues brothers on snl but i think this movie is i might be wrong about that so it could have just been he was one of the blues brothers vibe from snl either way pure comedy actors 
would have been terrible. Would have been terrible. Yes. It would have been terrible. Been However, who would have been the corpse out of those two? Would have been Belushi? Aykroyd. No, but it would have had to be Belushi. Yeah, it would have had to be Belushi because he's the one who'd have to be like off the wall and kind yeah. of charismatic. Whereas Dan Aykroyd is just like a what? stultified kind of, oh, what, huh? I'm a, <laughs> you you believe, say I'm a werewolf. I believe Aykroyd more as a boyfriend type also. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Belushi's. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> that, no, no, no. Those no. scenes would have been terrible. We'll they get to been it. Unwatchable. <laughs> he also, like, I think it, it also would have distracted from the makeup because that's what so dominates yeah. those scenes later on, where where you know it would have been like John Belushi wearing zombie makeup. Yeah. Instead, it's just like you're kind of fixated on this character decomposing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's and um. I think also in the beginning of the movie, one thing I always find striking, I think both times I've seen this, and of course the first time I guess I was 14, so this yeah, was, I was just, a child, just yeah. a minute ago was the last time, maybe I was 13, but um, anyway, is like, those two characters, those two dudes like look the same. Yeah. They mm-hmm. kind of could be. They're both, they're both like very like charming white 20 year old guy. You can tell yeah. them apart by the jackets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> one's slightly shorter. Mm. Yeah. Griffin Dunn is a bit of a shrimp. Yeah. Comparatively, he just walks is around. Is that Jack? Yeah, that's Jack, the uh, best character yeah, in the definitely. movie. Okay, I stand corrected. He's one year before. Yes, yes, John, yes. This, so, John, Blues. so this is his, so this is John Landis's, in some ways, possibly a blank check. No way. Because, like, so, so the Blues Brothers was a legit hit. I don't need trivia to, I don't need, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, yeah. Uh, the Blues Brothers was a, was a smash. So I guess they said, "What do you want to do?" And he said, "I want to do this." Yeah, and and that that well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because it, honestly, it's a it's a hard sell. Yeah, especially how weird it is, which is one of its big appeals, is that it's like very cheerfully straddling some genres and tones, yeah. and I think I would say doing so rather well, in my opinion. Um, and it, but it would have been like, I think with two. If, if he had not had as much creative control, I'm sure there would have been much more meddling into like, what is this movie exactly you're making? Like, we're going to give you some notes. But I think, I guess that Blues Brothers money, he was like, let me do my thing. And they said, I okay. mean, were- werewolves are cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fine. You can produce a smash hit. Just fine. Yeah. yeah. Make us some... Make us some horror money. Are you putting more car crashes in this movie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... Helen, any opening thoughts before we... No, I don't know. I was just saying that even though, yes, he seems to have had the money to do the special effects, it seems like this was also a fairly economically made movie. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of just actors acting at each other and a lot of just in the hospital room, in her apartment. Like, it didn't look... Literally on the side of the highway in England. Literally on the side of the highway. Yeah, like, it, like... And low-budget actors, like fairly unknown actors, like they really seem to have used their budget just for the incredible effects. And I like well, and some specific scenes. They even clearly are saving their money for some, like the whole like werewolf attack stuff. Yeah, Yeah. Piccadilly Circus is not cheap. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. but but like even like the main attack night, we are jumping around, whatever. Yeah, Um, (laughs) is like you notice. there's practically no shots of the werewolf in the big murder spree scene. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. they 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 use that very sparingly. I wonder if it, 
some of that was like some effects didn't work and they're like well well i think it, it's happened. effective for the movie to yeah. not see the monster that much if i see too much of the monster it kind of like i just am busy looking at how it looks and not being like oh no something's happening i'm like that's weird why is it why is it's a leg like that yeah. you know <laughs> i get kind of taken out of a movie if yeah. i get to see the monster too much and also yeah. it's like 1981 even even the best sort of like practical effects back then you look at them and you're like that's so sick but if you stare too hard at it you're just like this looks goofy now yeah. like that we're we're like i think raised on more uh like close human horror films from like the 90s and 2000s where it was just gore 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 yeah. and so now if you look back at a movie like this and we'll we'll get into the effects i guess but like if you look at it, it's just sort of like, that's kind of a fun little Jim Henson puppet. Yeah. It's <laughs> right. yeah. a oh, red tooth. I love it so much. I'm so glad we chose this for our 80s movie because 80s practical effects is basically my favorite kind of effects. Yeah. Oh, man. It was like the peak of yeah. practical effects. I mean, that's even what's so darn cool about the Star Wars movies, obviously, and why they continue to, you know, as long as George Lucas doesn't make it more, <laughs> is that, like, that was the peak in of in Spielberg movies too, that was the peak of practical effects. Like it, it stopped. It, it maybe could have continued to get better, but then CGI became a thing, Boom. and that was the end of that. You know, so and cinema was ruined. Yeah. CGI still doesn't look good no. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodness. If that werewolf had been CGI, it would have looked like crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Even yeah. in today's CGI, it's yeah. <laughs> He's got real fake hair. There's something yeah. about that, that, <laughs> that real, real fake, fake hair. hair. Yeah, it, it brings me there. It brings me there. Um, so. so so I guess, so that beginning of the movie is really good in that, like, it's, he's he's showing a lot of his affection for those old universal horror movies where, where like, he goes into the place and, 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 and this pub, which is just a funny scene, period. And, mm -hmm. and like, but it also is... I feel like it kind of like I remember I think watching it just now I thought like this scene actually works better than even we're giving it full credit for yeah you know like, well the very beginning even before that I was struck by how good the dialogue was and how natural those two actors were with each other Jack and uh, they seem like real friends what is Dave yeah I'm going by character names because I don't know actors but they're um, kind of nobodies they're nobodies yeah. and they really they have good chemistry and i'm like i remember just thinking like this is so good this acting is good the dialogue is solid and um and that's i guess what i mean is like as the movie goes on i'm a little bit like the acting ugh. you start to see the star become like the worst actor in the film yeah. yes and uh, he gets a bit overexposed he gets yeah, yeah but yeah as it is yeah and then that it was just perfectly edited coming into the um the pub and the the darts get like smack dab yeah, in the middle like a, and like and it's a very saloon scene where it's like creak creak <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the honky tonk piano stops they look at the English version of the honky tonk which is chess Everybody I guess <laughs> or or like body racial jokes yeah. for some reason I think what works so well about the opening is that it establishes the two most important things in the film and that's the two main characters like the yeah like everything that happens in the middle of the film even the conceit of the werewolf isn't as good as look at these two buds yeah. and you like yeah. get a get a feel yeah. for their like weird half ironic sarcasm that they've got together and the rapport is so good so just showing them like 
walking down a road telling a joke for like what five yeah. minutes <laughs> yeah excellent yeah yeah and even the scene where they of course get attacked by the werewolf i think that's well done in that they're kind of like they're sort of doing a version of stoic stoic broness of being like they're sort of joking about like this is that's that's like a scary monster that's like I'm, they're kind of like take a while to reveal that they're like scared, and they don't really admit that they're scared until they're just running. They're, and they're you know? yeah, they're bonding over their fright a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and then and then that's that. For, for, for the guys. the male relationships in this movie work great, and we'll get into the <laughs> get into obviously written by a man. Foreshadow. Yeah. He understands relationships with other men. <laughs> John Landis. I don't know. The yeah, ladies. Yeah. Well, then and then yeah, we get into the nurse scene, and then of course. You know, and the doctor comes in and he's just like, "Nurse, why are you, why are you kissing your, the patient on the lips?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm examining the patient when I see that. <laughs> yeah. That other nurse really examined him, yeah. though. Like, yeah, she, she, uh, she looked at his hoe. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that dude's hog is circumcised. I checked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, another fun bit of I, bit of IMDb trivia uh-huh. I saw is that they were going to show like full frontal David Naughton peen in the film but they he was did. like oh I can't no they were going to get in there oh, okay. and so they didn't because uh, David Naughton the guy who plays David uh, Dr. Pepper guy he was like this character is written as Jewish I am not circumcised. <laughs> practical That's the only deal breaker. Please do not do those kind of practical effects on me. <laughs> Thank you. Pulls <laughs> good things. Yeah. So, uh, do we have anything to say, like more to say about the beginning leading up to the the wolf attack? Well, uh, like, uh, oh, oh, about the the, the bar uh, scene. I mean, mm-hmm. it's good. There's some funny moments. Um, I, I think it's a I think it's low-key fairly effective storytelling in the sort of in the within the horror film sort of tropes themes I think it's you know where this town is kind of believable well, no here's why I think that's actually really good this is this is where this this scene actually sells as a really good scene is the fact that they are actually are conflicted about yeah. letting it is the fact that they like get out of here outsiders you're fucking things up being outsiders and Americans at that and then they leave and they're like why did we let them go? You can't let them go. And like the, 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 the sort of matriarch of the bar, she's just, who was cold to them at first, right? But then she's like, why are you letting those boys just leave? And yeah. then they're like, oh God, they are going to die. And it's like, so what? They're going to die. And, and, and then they have, and they have inner conflict about how fucked up the situation is. Yeah. And, yeah. and there, and as audience is being sold on that ahead of the characters becoming afraid of yeah. themselves. I think that's, I think the intercutting is really good there, and yeah. I, it was of course something I didn't remember at all, and, and yeah. then of course culminating in them actually technically saving him, but too late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know they did have guilty consciences. You know I think maybe a lesser movie would have just had them had them as pure jokes as as being like, yeah, well those guys they got what they deserved, and that kind of might have been good enough. Yeah, yes, you, you know, know the whole like female character as just totem of giving a shit about human beings it yeah. started yeah. from the very beginning Jesus like Christ. barmaid is the only one being like 
Yo, those are people out there, though. It's like yeah, the, well, the other guy, the guy that dark guy. Yeah. The dark guy also has in, is is the ringleader of inner conflict. Yeah, too. yeah. he zips back and forth. He's the first one to say to ask them to leave. Well, that's you because made he missed. Me miss. Yeah, he's never missed, so he was you know reasonably pissed. His pride was hurt for a second, and then he immediately felt guilty. Yeah. Also, weird callback to the fact that when he's flipping on TV and he goes to the dark game. Yeah. Oh thought, yeah. I thought that was sort of. And also, odd. the the dark guy later is like. A guy who wants to go check on the dogs. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and then and, and, and then reveal to the doctor that actually no real shit is going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of some actually not bad. Pretty strong writing. Yeah, yeah. developing yeah. side characters. I appreciate it. Or at yeah. least like yeah, having them having small characters have a point and and not just as, as sort of colorful characters. But anyway, so yeah, that scene is good. Um, the hospital scenes. <laughs> they are a lot hey. of fun. I had a lot of fun. fun. Yes. Helen, do you want it? Like, uh, I want you to take us it. through that. I mean, she is not a person. She the nurse. Is a uh, caring, like Wendy from Peter Pan. Like, yeah. just the mother for the lost boy. Um, they it's just cheap she's just cheaply written it's like look she likes children she's a nurse with her little hat she's reading to him she's kissing his boo-boo like literally (laughs) Uh, just a caring caricature yeah i i don't disagree but i do have maybe like i think those scenes work better than they could because i think the movie does a good job a good enough job of portraying how she's kind of doesn't have a glamorous job actually yeah and yeah. that this that like this hospital is kind of you know it's kind of a stressful shitty place where people are kind of taking turns yelling at her a little bit yeah yeah which so you know yeah sure she, she, she I, has reasons to want some recreation I feel yeah like... but why him why these yeah she thinks he's cute i mean it's shallow. yeah that's She's legitimately shallow. that's like the legitimate thing about their relationship is just like She's a capable, like, responsible, nice lady, and he's a fucking moron. Yeah. Like, he is <laughs> he's so a little boy. Like, not only like he starts out being like kind of huh, huh, charming, yeah. but once he gets to the hospital, you're right. He turns into like a small child <laughs> and is like, "I don't want to eat my breakfast. Yeah. You gotta feed it to me, yeah. me, 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 me." <laughs> and it's like. It it makes like a weird sort of sense, I mean, but it's a written by a man yeah, sort of sense. Yeah, it's You're like the fantasy right. that women do love man children after all. Yeah, and you can yeah. act like that and still get. Laid. It was written like by a man child for man children yeah, to be yeah. like, yeah. How come my girlfriend just tells me I'm dumb all the yeah, time? Yeah, it's like wish <laughs> fulfillment, like yeah, totally unrealistic fantasy. It's also a comedy. Yeah, it's also yeah. a comedy, and it, maybe that was partly played for laughs. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I think I, it kind of. I think that's a little too self-aware for the movies. No, no, no come so. on. This movie's fairly self-aware, not super, but like, and let's not ascribe lack of self-awareness to a movie based on the decade. Okay, sure. Like, okay, like, like, I think this movie is like. It's fairly self-aware in that its its main goal is to be fun and to be a movie that 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 like reels people in and and I think it I think that's all in yes. all the silliness is in service to that. And it was funny. It was funny. Yeah. But I, I mean, think there's no depth is the thing. Yeah. It's like it's it can be I think the film is super self-aware. I mean, it's a it's a homage to old like monster films they talk about the wolf man in the script yeah but like uh but i think the one thing is that there's just like no real 
depth to that romance. Mm-hmm. So it can I think it's self-aware about what it is as a movie, but that aspect of it, I don't see John Landis writing it and being like, haha, I'm making fun of my fans. It's more like, haha, this lady is super hot yeah. and she <laughs> super wants to boink this wolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. British ladies are, are hot for Americans, right? That's a yeah. thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No? You oh. yeah. I think, I mean, ultimately, structurally speaking, you got to have romantic interest. It works. Yeah. I know, so yeah, therefore, you have a girlfriend, I guess. So, and as ways of doing it, like the base, I mean, it, Being there's like, worse ways to make it work than she wants to bang him because she thinks he's cute. Yeah. 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 Why yeah. does she want to bang him when he acts when like he's a like, baby? I need, will you read to me? Will you feed me with this food? <laughs> and like he has the nightmare where he sees, not this nightmare, but he has the vision of his friend for the first time and he's like literally clinging to the speaker yeah. and crying, nurse, nurse. Mommy. And he's weeping when she walks in and she just like hugs his head. It's like, it's so much. Hey, that's what he made. That's when he kisses that's, her. Yeah, that's what and, he kisses. And she just goes like, okay. Anyways, yeah. so yeah. so that was how could weird. this scene have been done? How could this have been done better in a remake? I mean, this relationship I think that, like, be done the, better. The women attracted to vulnerable men thing is a real trope and a real thing, and it's gross. But it's gross. But it could have been not just literally. He's acting like a baby. Yeah, yeah. like. Yeah. He could have just been like having a flashback and like shaking. But and, I think yeah. I, I'm I'm with kind of with Colin on this uh, in that like it doesn't have a lot of depth and we're doing basically an exegesis on like how silly and bad this romance yeah. is. But it's not supposed to be no, it's great. Not, it like it's just good. upsetting because it's 2021. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. like. It's, it's not that a, integral. Yeah. It's maybe a problem because of how much runtime it chooses. Yeah, because yeah. they get yes. very long sex scenes. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, their relationship is the movie in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like yeah. that yeah. is a big it's kind section. It's a rom-com. A yeah. Bit. yeah. It's the rom-com it's a with a very rom-com. sad ending. Yeah. It's like a rom-com buddy tragedy yeah. horror well, comedy. That's yeah. kind of a lot of horror movies though. Is that yeah. there's, there's a romance that is tragically doomed. Yeah. 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 So. If anything tragically happens in your life, you have to make sure to at least have sex before it happens. Yeah. <laughs> or it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's a slasher movie, they're going to kill you while you're banging. While you're, you're banging. Know. But at least they got laid. You know, that's like yeah. sort of a value, a moral value in yeah. horror. It's just like, well, they did get it on, though. Yeah. So. <laughs> they might have died, but they were cooler than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess I also want to talk a little bit about the doctor who I like a lot. I yeah. love John Woodvine. Yeah. Is that so? Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, I was thinking about how like, you know, he's a character type, like a, a character archetype who is in a lot of horror movies that I think is an underrated character archetype. Mm-hmm. And that is the sort of the highly rational, scientific, you know, authoritative <laughs> male figure who... Yeah. who is is trying to figure out things rashly but is genuinely curious yeah and genuinely interested in what the truth is and not just dismissing things and and sincerely investigates things you know this is kind of the van helsing archetype you know so like i think that's a i think that's a good character type that i feel like mostly exists in monster movies i mean obviously you can ascribe it a little bit to your 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 wizard gandalf obi-wan shit yeah. But not, you not know, really. that's more of like a father figure. Yeah. This is more of a, like, I don't know, this is more of a specific rational man of science who 
We'll listen to stories about werewolves. Yeah, yeah. Giles. Yeah, just straight Giles. up Giles. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Buffy. Uh, Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, kind of a father figure. But yeah. 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 Um, this guy in this movie, though, is not particularly... He's not really he's a daddy. He's dismissive in the beginning, and he gradually becomes a believer, and that was actually pretty cool. Yeah. And he's I appreciate... believable. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, yeah. I also appreciate how straight that character... The actor plays that role 100%. Like, yeah. nothing. He does not play that role, like, comedically. Except maybe a little bit in how, like... Just how deadpan he is around some yeah. other nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Tell I him mean... I'm dead. Tell him I passed on. <laughs> An old war wound. Never call again. <laughs> That's a good... those scenes in his office oh, are some amazing. of the weirdest scenes. Yeah. With the with the cops, Scotland Yard coming, yeah. and that guy with the messed up tie, the kid who is just like spilling bedpans everywhere. I'm just a little bit like, who is also the first one who takes the the werewolf stuff seriously. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, of course the wise fool, you know, that whole trope. Yeah. And, um, those, those scenes are, are so strange. And I feel like that's when I was like watching the movie, like this, the vibe is starting to falter for me. It had this perfect vibe that was really rock solid in the very beginning and by the time we're in the hospital, and especially in those scenes with Scotland Yard, I'm like, we're starting to this lose our footing. So, this Frank is starting Goss to get Frank Oz. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, which we're is st- very funny. It's, it's very funny. Yeah, we're starting to realize that this is a comedy director. Like we're we're yeah. fully getting there now um, to I, the goofiness. I think that that's kind of what makes this like one of my favorite uh horror movies not to be like one of those like NPR dudes who's just like actually this is what makes it work. <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, but like. I, I like that there's this very straightforward story that Landis tells pretty consistently, like, oh no, you're a werewolf, kill yourself. It, like Jack pops up three times. Yeah. Like everything is perfectly beaded out in the story itself. Mm-hmm. But then there are like just weird detours, just <laughs> yeah. like full of character. Like, um, we'll get to it later, but like the porn movie oh, just yeah. being like strangely referential yeah <laughs> like uh the scotland yard scenes are really goofy there is in this film a two minute section of david naughton just walking around an apartment while yeah. ccr plays yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness and yeah. i hate it but it adds to the weird character of the film, which feels like John Landis just could not help himself. Yes. You know what? I actually, I was thinking about that scene while we were watching it, obviously, and, and hating on it a little bit while watching it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a better, I think I like the scene okay. You're talking about him wandering, wandering around, around his apartment. But like, when he's invited back to the girl's apartment, they've banged, she's at work, he's yeah. just hanging around. Yeah. So what I think is, what I get out of it, although I feel like this movie doesn't sell it, as well as it could, I'm buying what the movie is trying to do there, which is yeah. that he's gen- he kind of does believe he's maybe going to turn into a werewolf, and he's nervous. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that's partly why he's wandering around the apartment. And I think the movie doesn't sell it, whether it's his performance that doesn't sell. It. I think it's definitely the directing the performance because it's definitely like I want a montage of bad movies yeah. on <laughs> yeah. while he does go- while this goofy guy does goofy things. I'm not hungry. Yeah. I'm still not hungry. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 Did yeah. her fridge have special little slots for eggs? Yeah, yeah. that was very cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, mention the Dr Pepper thing because you mentioned do that off mic. Yeah. Just oh, catches. yeah, yeah. So um, the the thing about like David not and the guy who plays david in the film is like john landis 
because he was so hungry for fresh faces for this film, just saw him in a commercial that was pretty well known at the time where uh, David Naughton is just like singing and dancing in tight pants and like a <laughs> collared shirt. Just going like, I'm a pepper, you're a pepper too, let's all drink Dr. Pepper. And that's the whole thing. And he saw that and he was like, that's my idiot. Like, yeah. that's the idiot I want. And so, Hey, like, are you comfortable with being naked a lot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. And, and dude, dude looks good naked. I mean. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, everybody in this film is hot except for the mashed potato British people. But sure. like, <laughs> but like. Um, mashed potatoes with sunburn. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> How do you get sunburn in Britain? It's windburn. It's yeah. very windy. It's rainburn. It's rain. It rains so on sideways. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's a, a big reason why like towards the end of the film for sure the acting falls apart is because david naughton is kind of just like a goob yeah you know, it's almost like a better movie could have had a better if it a better, better performance than that even could have sold the rom-com element yeah yeah if, if instead of being a goof yeah. he's like just a vulnerable scared dude yeah. yeah yeah it could have worked yeah maybe it's just the actor was acting too stupid i mean it's <laughs> let's give writer director john let it landis some, yeah, he could. Us. He did a great job just generally structuring it, like the beats where Jack appears. But I mean, let's yeah. give him exactly some when you were like, "Yes, it's Jack!" Yeah, 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 yeah. Every time it felt like I wanted to high five someone. When like, are we so going great. to talk about Jack Goodman? Can we, can we please talk yeah, about him? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. He's it's so great. Best He's the best oh character. yeah, the, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that and he kind of ties the movie together and explains to the audience what's going on. Like, yeah, it's really important. He's not yeah. just a sounding board for the main character. He's like he just. Trans- Managed to transcend that a little bit. Yeah, just, it was just a really good performance, and he's well written. Yeah. yeah, he's consistently well written, whereas a lot of the movie isn't that consistently well written. But yeah. he, that character is always always solid, and they, their chemistry stays throughout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love him. Yeah, so yeah, him. he's the zombie who uh, he got killed. His buddy got killed in the beginning, and he's haunting him for the rest. Of in the increasing movie. stages of decomposition. Yeah. Yes, which is yeah. incredible. Yeah. 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 yeah, I, I, and it's, it's great because like uh, the Landis was like, he, he keeps popping up and he keeps being more and more dead. Mm-hmm. But Landis was like, all right, Griffin Dunn, the actor who plays uh, Jack Goodman, you have to be constantly in a great mood. <laughs> like you're trying to sell this guy on killing himself, which is what he does in the film. Yeah. Uh, and like you have to be in the best mood you possibly can. And Griffin Dunn, who I've only seen in other, like an episode of Frasier and After Hours, and he usually plays a schmuck, plays it perfectly. Like yeah. he's just this cheery dickhead the yeah. entire time. Yeah. It's great. And, and he really, you know, he does well within all that makeup. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like, and, and the makeup is such a great effect and just such a dominating part of that scene. Yeah. That he'd be like, it's actually good that he doesn't overplay, try to overplay it. He's, yeah. He's just kind of a dude. And, and and just and, and so he knows that a lot of the work is, is that incredible makeup and how yeah. gore, grisly it is, you yeah. know. And um, you can kind of like see his voice box. It's yeah. very graphic. They had a scene where a piece of toast fell out of his neck yeah. that they had to cut out <laughs> oh. because oh, man. like American audiences were like, "My God, no, I want that." No. Yeah. <laughs> Give us the gross. Give <laughs> us the gross. So okay. Oh, one more thing. Let's watch. We talk about the, the zombies on the, the werewolf zombies. That yeah, what in the, the dream scene? What was that? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The, okay. Yeah. That the Nazis. The Nazi zombie terrorist. What? Yeah. It was a dream sequence. Breaking and entering 
pig monsters. Yeah, like, pig monster Nazi nice helmet. Nice little bit of character development, though, because it, it we see a, a glimpse of his family. Yeah. yeah. Before the phone call scene, which is not, which is, which is actually other than just being wacky, is yeah. like a nice bit of character development because we get a glimpse of his family, you know, yeah. watching the Muppets. All so, right, Landis is a fine writer. Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. just yeah. doesn't know how to write women. And he I sure love, doesn't. Yeah. And I love the. Um, I like the wackiness of that scene because I just was, I guess one thought I had watching this, I'm like, I just, you know, this is of course the same year as Raiders of the Lost Ark and like, you know, 80s movies gave people a ride. Yeah. yeah. You know, like this era of special, of heavy special effects movies were here to deliver some goods. They were here to give you a wild, crazy ride. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated that. Of course, our parents loved this movie. Yeah. They saw yeah. it when it came out and they were like, oh, that was, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, I can see twenty-year-olds at the time going like, "Oh man, what the hell!" I, I could, I even had that thought watching the second scene with Jack, and like, you know, which is He's all green. Oh yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. thing when we see him all like scarred up. That's that's not so much rotting composition; it's decomposition. It's so much as just post werewolf wound. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's Still fresh. It, but then, like, it's like they manage to make it more shocking every time he shows up. Yeah, and it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so. But yeah, that scene, I had completely blocked it out. I had also only yeah, seen the, the Nazi the picture, zombie yeah, the scene. Nazi zombie pigs, whatever that was. He's in the hospital and he's having all these fever dreams. And one of them, he's just home with his family and all these pig people bust in and shoot yeah. everyone pig up. Pig wolf something? Yeah. Pig wolf. Like, I mean, again, a little bit of like, why was that? I mean, I guess to establish his family, but why did it have to be so graphically violent? I guess to give the audience a ride. Ride. But man, I had completely forgotten it. Yeah, like, yeah, I did too. Maybe I want this. Took time. me. Uh, this is my third time watching it. Completely it. took me yeah. aback. I was like, what? Yeah, is and happening? I remember being like, wait, I, this seems like a weird aside. Is this a flashback? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's the thing about it is, is like all of his other flashbacks are super like symbolic, and him like running through the woods and yeah. he's <laughs> hunting a deer and oh he like the nurse comes to his bed and he's a werewolf and he's scared of like hurting this woman and he's gradually transforming whatever whatever but like the nazi werewolf zombie scene no symbolism <laughs> yeah. it's just like i miss my family also they're getting gunned they're down. getting killed <laughs> Whee! like <laughs> by by wearing you know some type of German right yeah. uniform. I mean, I yeah. guess they're right. Jewish. This... There's, there's very like. Is oh, hey. Okay, oh, that's Jews okay. Have of Nazi that's, yeah. right. that was just a normal nightmare they had. Yeah, that's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's like now they're wolves. <laughs> so, you know, the Nazis have always been shooting people in my, my, in my dreams. dreams. Yeah. yeah. So okay, we've been dancing around it. Are we gonna talk about the sex scene? Are we gonna talk yes. about her taking him? To her house, which uh-huh. is so unethical. Yeah. So and she's like, so anyways, let me make this extraordinarily clear. Like, I have, I've, I've been with seven dudes. You're number eight. You're yeah. number, would, yeah. you like, ding, ding, would you ding. like to have sex with me? Yes or no? And yeah, yeah. it's very matter of fact. And like, is that supposed to be like playing up a Britishness thing? Yeah, see, like, that's what I was like, thinking. She's like, this is how British people, they're so proper. They just stand and go, I find you very attractive. Yeah. And that's but, just how they get on. Like, but they also go like, and also very sad. <laughs> like, I'm gonna fuck you, but also I want you to know that I think you're kind of a loser. Yeah. Hope you're into that. Yeah. So I I wonder, like, I guess the cringe, you know, have have unnecessary sex scenes gotten worse in the in, no. in no. time, or are they gotten no. better? I think they've gotten much better because I think uh, movies were inundated with like 
we can be rated R. Yeah, like just pointless sexuality throughout like and there's nothing wrong with sexuality. I don't mean to be sex negative, but like through the 80s and 90s, there were just blocks of time in a film that featured a woman and a man who liked each other where they would just be raw dogging it hard style for <laughs> no reason other to establish that these two characters like each other which like most of the film is already done so yeah. like and, and like they're always action movies or stuff like this where it's like yeah. horror films but now like so in scenes, movies, genre movies there's less of like I mean, I guess the point there's not there's not a lot of R-rated like, like kind of popular movies right this minute. Yeah, that's true. So that's part of it. Maybe I, mean, I don't know. I don't. Know. It's. I think sexuality the, also. It's just, oh, is it unearned? Is the question where I feel like a lot of the '90s and '80s movie it was just completely unearned. It was like I'm not attractive at all, and I don't know what you see in me. But now we're doing we're it. Like that happened a lot. <laughs> But now I think it's a little bit more, I don't think it's more gratuitous. I think it's about the same. But now you kind of see what the two characters see in each other a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and like I think sexuality has inundated our society a little bit more like these days, which I, again, not a bad thing. But I think that people like have a lot more consideration for like what goes into two characters having sex whether or not it makes sense whether or not it's plot relevant like people want to it's not see so much about i mean let's be clear we're not so much debating whether or not these characters should be having sex or not we're talking about it being portrayed on film. right yeah no that's what we've I'm already saying. covered that yeah I mean, what i'm know. saying is like could it have, should it have been that long like could they have well, it's no. long. It? yeah but, but it's not like tommy Wiseau, you know no <laughs> yeah i think i think what i mean to say is just like now we are better at picking sex scenes to like happen and Serve reasons why exactly yeah. whereas in this film they just go at it for like three minutes and you're like okay yeah please it. move on yeah yeah, yeah. why Ooh. yeah yeah awkward so then the next real great scene though i guess is the trans is the, is the money scene of the, the movie. transfer yes. yeah as we yeah we already talked about the him wandering around so uh yeah yeah practical effects rule rule yeah and or just like how his skin is slowly stretching and his face is slowly stretching it was all just so like agonizing and, and slow does, and painful looking and yeah. still holds up and still looks amazing yeah. so like i actually i think this is one of my pandemic podcasts listen i listened to an interview with rick baker and mm -hmm. is that the guy you the guy who did the makeup effects and this is this is the movie that put him on the map at this at this point rick so baker's this, name this is was all over the place or the thing yeah, I'm, and yeah. I'm pretty sure Rick Baker did the thing. But yes, before they the thing. like the things. Yeah, so basically, like, um, I should have re-listened to this or re-looked it up, but I, like, so I I challenge everyone to, who maybe listens to this to figure out exactly how I'm wrong and how I remember this. <laughs> because whatever the actual answer is, it's way cool. But what I think I remember is that he was saying how they filmed, they filmed some stuff backwards. Okay. Like somehow, like some of that, like some of that stuff of the hands growing, like kind of was easier to pull off if it was actually like deflating or whatever. Okay. Oh. So then they, so then they filmed. But I also, I'm not sure if I'm mixing that up with. I think they also filmed it backwards in continuity that scene because it was okay. actually kind of easier continuity wise to take layers of the makeup off, oh. start from oh. that makes total start sense. from point B and then kind of go backwards. Yeah. That makes the, that was easier for continuity. So like um 
don't know, just lots of like in, cool like considerations for how to pull this off that he had to think about, and and in addition to just making the prosthetics, yeah, and yeah. selling them. And uh, I thought his his talking about With how the they filmed spine slowly rising up. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, so gross, so gross, so gross. And that was like the that was the calling card of the movie. And that was, I think, as I understand, I think Rick Baker said as much. He's like, that was like what, that was like the thing John Landis like sat down with him and said like, this is the thing we need to get. This is the thing we need to nail. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, this is something that's never been done really in the history of cinema is is like a werewolf transformation scene. Because, you know, in the Wolfman, fine film with Lon Chaney as as the reverend, you know, they kind of like, they kind of dissolve effect. Yeah, they yeah. dissolve a beard on him. They yeah. dissolve some more hair on him. Yeah. yeah, so he's like, no, we're going to show it, and it's going to be violent, and we're just... just comp- and, and I think he also, like, John Landis insisted that that scene be very well lit. Yeah. Like, yeah. He wanted that to be... Everything to be fairly matter-of-fact, except how fucking crazy it is. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so that was, that's, like, the movie's calling card, and probably the main thing that... The, the peak of the ride for people seeing this yeah. movie. Like, we have to nail the hell out of that. So, and they do. Yeah, yeah they do. I, I think, like, the greatest thing about it is, like... I, like you said, the fact that it is, like, flatly lit. You see every single bit of it. But also that they just take so long yes. on every shot. It's just so good. Like, they show you just how much he's going through, and it makes you feel it, and it just, oof. And that's probably, like, another reason why that actor uh, got that job, because, like, that was probably in the audition, is, like, I need you to act like you're turning into a werewolf. And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and probably he did... He was maybe the best of the people who did. It. Oh yeah, yeah. Once again, I... they knew what that was. That was the main part of the movie that they yeah. had to get. Can back. you scream in agony well? <laughs> and can you be naked? Starts up too. He's just like, be quiet, quiet. Jesus Christ! Like, because <laughs> his skull is expanding. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, not so... the guy from the thing, as far as I can tell. Oh, okay, well, um, and then I, I think the, the. The night of murdering that happens mm-hmm. is very well done in the way it balances it being fun and goofy and, mm-hmm. and also like a little scary. Yeah, or at least it, yeah. It, it, the the horror film aspects are done well, as is the sort of comedy bitness of it. It gives it a little a little bit of character to the people who are killed. Like yeah. each yeah. one they're like, hey, here's this couple and they're kinda noodling around. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, and they're dead. And then there's like, look at these homeless people. They're just having a night and uh yeah, and then the big long sequence, which was very impressive through the subway and everything yeah. with the, yeah. with your Mr. I, Suit guy. That I was... don't find what you're doing at all amusing. Yeah. <laughs> which is like which is a little bit like did John Landis write that line because he knew Americans think that British people yeah. are cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An American werewolf in a cute place. Yeah. <laughs> in a place where everyone is stoic all of the time. Yeah. And then I remember watching this when I was 13 thinking that the A Naked American Stole My Balloons was the funniest That's shit That's why I think good. the end of the movie is the best because it, it it's building to, okay, a werewolf's gonna rampage and you kind of know that the whole movie and then it super delivers on the werewolf rampage and then you get a nice refreshing comedy beat where he's naked at the zoo. Yeah. yeah. And he's 
Yeah, a naked American stole my balloons. Like, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then he's got the fur coat, the red coat with the fur, and he's there on the and bus, and everyone's looks fantastic. He looks that. really good, and he's just kind of like shrugging it off, like, yeah. yeah. And you know, the costume designer had to be like, no, no, we need to pick one that he looks great in. Yeah. yeah. One, <laughs> yeah. one that's you know. maybe a little too short. Yeah. yeah. It's like almost he's a little bit hanging out of it. Yeah. Show off him. Damn. And it's such good physical comedy, him having to run around around and get like what a nightmare and like what a relatable nightmare that you're like stuck somewhere naked yeah like we've all had that dream we've all had that dream (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and so it's such a nice balance between all the gore and all the violence to all the silliness and i think i think yeah it's my favorite part of the movie i think that it really pays off both because it's a you know escalating comedy and an escalating horror at the same time escalating tragedy Yeah, yeah yeah it all you know none of it fails it all lands yeah whereas the middle part of the film will yeah it'll crashes and burns it'll just kind of wander around i don't even think it's that horrible i just think it's just like all right okay yeah yeah. awkward yeah establishing i guess for some reason (laughs) give me more give me more jack goodman like give me more of that when he comes back and to her apartment, she really does not seem that worried about it. She's yeah. like, ha ha ha, you're, well, anyway, so you're, you want to make out with me? That's kind of cute. Yeah. She, was, she did not. She was, one thing I will say, <laughs> it, uh, apart from like all her terrible non characterization, is that she's at least confident and competent, yeah. which is, yeah. it's like, she's yeah, not a nice. willowy, like, yeah. oh dear. She's like, no, I think this dude is cute, and we are gonna bone, like for sure. <laughs> yeah. You're coming to my house. Yeah. Yo, you staying anywhere? Or... <laughs> yeah. 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 I know you ain't. <laughs> I know you ain't. Yeah. Your your friend dead. Come stay at my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Circling away from that again. The, the random, the random. I love you. No, no. Actually, I actually disagree with you there because, okay. like, I think the movie sells well the fact that he's very distressed and okay. feeling sure. some real emotions yeah well yeah. And like, it's a very sweet scene where he calls his sister oh my gosh which yeah. following what, the what i think is maybe the worst scene where he's trying to get arrested i was like oh, i yeah. am not into Crazy. this scene this is not working for me on Hit so many that word slur pow. <laughs> yeah yeah he does say the f slur in yeah. that scene yeah but um yeah, and, and that scene does not work for me. But then, yeah, like go go ahead and uh, yeah, like you were saying. Yeah, that's the best acting on his part, I think. The so phone booth. Yeah, scene. where yeah. he's really like tell tells mom and dad I love them, and try not to fight with Max or whatever his oh. brother's name is. Like, well, just try. Like you can tell that like the little girl on the other end of the phone, even though you never hear her. Seems like a real person, and it, the, mm-hmm. and it seems like a real relationship, like a real brother sister relationship. Yeah, there's this little sibling tells of like, no idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it doesn't really cut it away from to to like to America. Her on the phone. It's yeah, just it's only just, him on the phone. Yeah, yeah and he's really we struggling. Don't... Like he really knows he's gonna die, and he really is scared. And he wants to talk to his parents, but they're not there. So he has to convey it all through his 11-year-old sister. Yeah. My yeah. goodness. And what a... Again, it emotionally lands. It's yeah. like yeah. headed towards something, and it gets there. Like, what a great job. Which yeah. good job, goes well, to the final well, Jack well, I scene. I have a tidbit of, about... Go ahead. Go I ahead. have a tidbit of, about that scene, which is that there's this terrific podcast that was recorded during the height of the pandemic at some point. 
of a conversation between Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah, oh, I heard wow. that. Okay. You listened to that? Yeah, I listened yeah, to that. It's, so it's like, like three hours long. Three hours long, and it's great because they just basically yak, and it's ter- two high-profile yeah. filmmakers just yakking about <laughs> yeah, movies. Yeah, they're just hanging out. And, and it's terrific. Yeah. Anyway, I found it huge. But one of my one of my favorite little things is that, like, so Quentin Tarantino is complimenting Edgar Wright on... Uh, the, the scene in Shaun of the Dead mm-hmm. where he's complimenting he's complimenting Edgar Wright for like I really liked how you played the scene where he has Shaun has to kill his mother he's like I really appreciated how you played that st- scene emotionally straight yeah he's like and, and he's like and he so Tarantino pays him that compliment and then Edgar Wright kind of turns around and pays a compliment to John Landis where he he says like well you know I think where I was inspired what what inspired me to to be confident to make that scene serious is that scene in American Werewolf in London yeah. with the yeah. phone, you know, the phone wow. call scene. Huh. So, That's crazy. Yeah. Another horror comedy that really works, Shaun of the mm-hmm. Dead. you got to have a yeah. little bit of drama, just little sprinklings mm-hmm. of real human emotion to make yeah. something yeah. truly good. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead, I, I love this movie with my whole heart. I cannot... I stress that enough but i think Shaun of the dead is like a more refined version yeah. of this formula yeah, yeah. where yeah. like everything is beat beat and beat, you beat, believe beat. the relationship better in mm-hmm. that one too. yeah it's a, it's, it's a buddy a, film it's a, it's a comedy yeah. it's a part yeah it's yeah. a better movie we're calling it we're, we're yeah. It. yeah even though it's, it's, it's our folks. movie it's a millennium yeah. movie that came out when we were <laughs> yeah. that, that right was for us it was teenagers and we will love it forever yeah so same thing maybe but so the this telephone booth scene feeds into another one of the best scenes yes. in the movie the porn theater scene the last oh scene God. with jack and this incredible porn film in which just sort of non sequitur type things yeah. happen so what i wonder yeah. is i kind of suspect that they that that was not a film they found i, I mean, suspect they that they, they made it they made it yeah. they made it yeah 100 yes. it works so well with the movie it's and like so silly and i feel like when we were watching this movie just a few, little while ago when we we like oh more gratuitous you know sex scenes just because but no it's not that no, it's that great. whole scene is really funny that's when, how you do a sex scene right is yeah you just like making a bit what are you doing <laughs> i've never met you before in my life oh sorry <laughs> sorry but i guess he was face blind or something and he's like oh i'm looking for some other two people banging yeah. <laughs> but it's a perfect place to be having this this sketchy conversation is in yeah. this in this dark theater oh and the, the cheerful couple like suggesting oh ways to kill yourself with a committee of like you could shoot yourself and in the mouth you can't miss you know yeah. a car crash a car crash like yeah. they're all just drowning <laughs> a knife like, sleeping pills not sure enough <laughs> <laughs> it's that and was it, just so funny to me it's and it's hilarious. so dark too but and that third scene with jack doesn't really have jack in the scene no it's that's a like a, that's a yeah. puppet it's yeah. so good yeah but like usually like i don't really like a lot of jim henson's stuff usually i think it's like weird that specifically the puppet stuff the muppets is great whatever but um like the puppet for jack 100 percent works. is it jim henson for real no it's probably rick baker no no it's rick baker there's just cross wires because of frank oz in the film but but like that sort of puppeteering i usually am not into but the fact that it's just like 
a head on a swivel yeah. with like yeah. finger controlled blinking is so good. And there's yeah. a lot of consistency in it in that like he's rotting in in logically consistent ways. Yeah. Like the wound keep, gets, gets higher bigger. every time. Yeah. 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 More the that what is it the left side of his face I want to yeah. say yeah. that like yeah. that's got less and less skin every time. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can see more of his throat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, it's just another scene where Jack Goodman is just like completely upbeat where he's just like, Jack, you look horrible. And Jack's just like, thank you. <laughs> like, I I think there's not much substantively you can say about that scene except, man, actually, it's good. No, I think the one little substance thing is generally uh, David is shocked every time and he's just yeah. weirded out and like, what are you talking about? Why is this? But that's like, and that's that's the first time in, in those where Jack shows up where he's like, good to see you jack yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. that's kind that's of a, a nice point. little moment yeah <laughs> it's all turned out to be real at that point yeah so he's like fully in the mythology well now. yeah he's like, he was... i believe all of it i've done been a werewolf now he, well i guess he was sort of <laughs> doubting and he's like at the very least i am crazy because yeah. i did wake up in the zoo yeah, yeah. i think it, it's good that they sort of like put the doubt in there because i mean that'd be a reasonable thing to do being like something is going on yeah. but i mean i don't remember being a wolf yeah he stays stupid yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the very end <laughs> yeah uh, and then the piccadilly scene is good um yep. all the people getting run over yeah you know, i thought actually you know actually i was watching them like you know this is maybe a, a logical leap that this movie's taking that maybe a lot of movies don't do i mean sure it's this yeah. violent nutty scene but it's like no actually a heavy traffic, a heavy traffic area suddenly comes to a sudden violent stop. Crazy shit happens when people yeah. run into each yeah. other. It's kind of like people would get sandwiched between cars. Yeah, heads would go flying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the same sort of thing you see in like uh, George Romero's Dawn of the Dead, right? Where like the zombies get in and like they just have like this fun logistical nightmare of just like killing everybody and then later the bikers come back and like mirror the scene and they're just crashing everywhere and like completely unruly because they're all drunk it's like one of those classic 80s madcap like everything is happening we are smashing the shit out of real cars and of course we know that if you've seen the blues brothers john landis was expert yeah loves to crash a car (laughs) yeah Uh, i actually saw that movie like for the first time in a while in the theater they played at Alabaster the Blues Brothers and man such car crashes <laughs> <laughs> anyway so um, we're getting to the very end of the movie here yes. the movie and, definitely uh, kind of just ends yeah I which like I love he got yeah. shot and it's over because the werewolf's gone and yeah. it's got that upbeat song it's definitely like the movie is it's got kind of a sad ending, a legitimately mm-hmm. sad ending, but I feel like the, the abruptness and the fact that it's got this goofy song at the end. What, what was the ending song? Uh, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a version of Blue Moon. Yeah. It's the a little third bit, one. Yeah. It's a little bit like they're not taking, the movie isn't taking the ending seriously enough no. as it maybe ought to. Yeah, I guess you know? so. I, I think that's like one of the things about it that makes it this hodgepodge of tones is yeah. just like, John Landis just cannot help himself. Yeah. Like he sees a joke and he's like, hey, gotcha, audience. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it doesn't yeah. feel too manipulative. It's it doesn't no. feel infuriating. It's Mm-mm. just silly. And I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. 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 
She manages to muscle her way through a crowd and knock some cops over. I like that little bit of like... She's a caring, good-hearted person till the very end. She wants to help him even when he's a monster. Yeah, Yeah. and there's like a moment where you're like, is she getting through to him? Like the the werewolf's eyes sort of soften as much as they can make that happen. His brow ridges relax a little bit. Yeah, and then... but. He turns on her just the very end, and that was an interesting, an interesting choice. An MVP of yeah. the movie, the cop that sniped him from all that. Yeah, yeah, because she oh. was right in front of him, <laughs> yeah. like Good right shot. between her legs. Like, yeah. wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that it just ended. I think if it had been made now, maybe they would have done some corny shit with like the people fish. descending. She was to pregnant heaven. with his child. Oh. Yeah, or like yeah, or yeah, like a later she's taking yeah, that part of the movie could have been worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or or like, you know, yeah, that suddenly Jack is all nice again and he's going to heaven or something yeah. stupid. Or everybody's have, better. I mean I was thinking fine. yeah. I was thinking while I was watching it, like other people must have gotten the werewolf virus during all this commotion. Oh sure. Yeah. Like, there's other werewolves about to be in London. Yeah. Um Oh, it would have been cool if, like, the pentagram on the wall of the thing melted away at the end. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> that yeah. yeah. Cool. All and right, then... produced by Helen Alvin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so really, it should have, the sequel should have been a, a, a British werewolf in New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's one thing I and do. It's like the same thing. He's a moron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You what? I'm a werewolf. Oh, what's that? Hi. <laughs> There's one thing I do want to harp on, though, about this movie that I legitimately think is, like, saved by, like, Landis's choices, and that is the fact that every single song is just, hey, it's the moon, you guys know it's a werewolf, and if it wasn't, like, the perfect songs for the energy of those scenes... Man, would it not have worked because it's just such a dumb yeah, it is, idea. It is like check out my Spotify playlist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my moon song. My playlist. moon song Spotify playlist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's something that, like, you know, was kind of could count as innovative at the time. Yeah, yeah. putting yeah. this kind of popular songs in a movie. And I like thought this. the beginning, the sort of dissonance of like the spooky moors and the mist yeah. and the happy do happy song yeah. on top of yeah. it, like, I, yeah, the tonal awkwardness is consistent throughout, and I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. Works. It's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Um, well, we did. We did the movie. We, we did, did the, the movie. Whole, I guess. I guess that's the right way to do it. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. felt. Uh, more some movies sane. that we watch though like don't really have a consistent beginning middle end or like a flow that goes you know maybe but i think we were just were being scatterbrained it's hard man this one was an easy movie because podcasting this, is hard no this movie was a good simple what like well-written like simple plotted movie it would have been harder to keep up with the events of dirty harry yeah, yeah. it would have like, like i don't even know if i could go through that beginning to end now yeah. Do we have closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. I don't know. Um, I got out my tidbits. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, I did no research for this movie, and I normally do a lot of research. I know nothing about the actress. Yeah. I yeah. yeah you're kind of actress patrol. A yeah, lot I've been actress patrol, but I know nothing about her. I didn't. I look. I was home with Ren all week because my parents have been out of town, so I've just been watching Cars over and over again. So <laughs> oh I, lord. So I guess we're moving movie. on to what else? What else have we been? Uh, if you closing, you closing thoughts? thoughts. Oh sure. Yeah. I mean, one thing I've been trying to like figure out about this movie is just like possibly a dumb question to pose, but like, what does 
what is this movie saying at all? Like, is it because that's what yeah. I, like that's my impulse at all times. Sure. Just, like, what does it mean? Do movies have to say anything? They don't have to say anything. Well, there's the Roger Ebert quote that lives in my head, whether it actually applies or not. It's like, all great art is about something deeper than it admits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think... That, I don't know if it's great art, though. I, I think it is. But I, like, I tried to make up, like, some theory about it, about how, like, maybe it's just about, like, the perception of Britishness from the American lens and how, like the ugly american is just like this rampaging idiot throughout like stout britain but yeah. i think at the end of the day there's not really i think it's it's up for analysis or whatever but the meaning to this film to me is just fun mm -hmm. it's a fun time yeah yeah i wish I, I i had a nice pithy thought like i really can't come up with anything like about a, any kind of lesson about relationships it just or anything ends. it just like <laughs> Yeah, you know, she got laid at least, you know. Yeah. No one so, says anything deep. Yeah. I, I guess I guess I, I guess I'm I'm thinking about this question and I, I guess I'm intrigued by it in that like so I guess if this movie's doing saying anything or at least doing anything is that it like it's taking like old horror movie tropes mm -hmm. um that this direct that John Landis loved and that, you know, all many moviegoers love and it's putting it in a non-traditional horror movie. Sure. Yeah. And I think, I, and, and sort of almost, it's almost what it's doing is like, let's take all that weird werewolf mythology and kind of put it in the quote unquote normal world and, okay. and, and have it play around. So it's like a deconstruction, you think? Maybe. maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, my, that's my top of my head yeah, answer. It's, it's yeah. the oh, 80s like ride it. version of a werewolf movie. Yeah. And yeah, what a good idea. Yeah. yeah. What a great <laughs> movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. So who's throwing? What else are we consuming? What else are we consuming? Well, I already said I've been watching Cars all week because I've been home with my child. Tell me, give us some Cars thoughts. Cars is a disturbing dystopian <laughs> film about cyborg cars that have tongues and eyeballs and who knows what other organs that, uh, yeah, that somehow live in America. But is it America? It's the most frightening, sinister sci-fi movie ever made. <laughs> and I've seen it about 40 times oh, now. And man. it gets scarier every time I watch it. I notice new things that upset me. Why is there a Jimi Hendrix song? Was Jimi Hendrix a person? Or was he a car? <laughs> How? I feel like you're... you're uh... Letterboxd review said something about like what organs do yeah, these cars what, have? What other, other organs, organs do they have? Do they How have? do they procreate? How do they? <laughs> did are they? Did humans gradually merge with their vehicles? Is that where we're all There's, headed? That's kind of deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What happens Bro. if you go inside a car from cars? You, you yeah. can't. I think it's just their guts. <laughs> they drink oil with their mouths. Why do they have teeth? Wait, what are they, they chewing? And, they yeah. have a gas tank and a mouth, and they consume oil from both. Oh. Uh, like that. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> One of them, their jaw rests off and falls on the ground, but suddenly their teeth and gums aren't there. Where did they go? There, it's, it's a frightening film. Wow. Wow. We need to do... What year is Cars? I, 2006, I believe. Yeah, uh, okay. We have to wait for our fifth 
season. Oh God! It's for some creepers. reason my child's favorite movie right now. What's I've, I've been home with her all week, and that is all I have watched. So that's what I've been consuming, and I'm losing my mind. <laughs> wow! wow. <laughs> There's a whole generation that's gonna grow up being like Cars was so good. <laughs> no, it was. Yeah, it's weird. So that movie, I would guess I was either fifth. 15, 16, 17, and when, when, I, when that movie came out, and I watched it, and I was like, yeah, Pixar's not as good. It's not because I'm a teenager now, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Not because I'm bitter. Yeah. Pixar was good when Toy Story was new, but now when that I was Cars six. is new, it's stupid. Remember Monsters, Inc.? That was really creative. Oh, but Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Toy Story 3. Mm-hmm. All right, Colin, what else are you God, um, not, not a ton. I'm kind of watching some movies here and there. I saw Zola yesterday. Nutty movie. Um, worth seeing. Also, just reading that tweet. Saga <laughs> yeah. is just worth reading. The original Zola. The, I kind of like the original yeah. better. Huh? Yeah. I think I think the for... tweets were better instead. Of <laughs> better. Yeah, the tweets were better a little bit. <laughs> I really just love her. You know, she's a real artist. She, her use of all, of strategic all caps, not just all all caps, but strategic yeah. all caps, very very good. She spins There's... a yarn. This is a Twitter thread from 2015, which a woman named Zola tells this crazy story about. Uh, sex work in Florida for a weekend. Surprise! Yeah, yeah. So the movie is a uh, is plenty good though. Yeah. Um. I, I. So I got annoyed at the fact that Mad Men is only available is no longer on streaming except AMC Plus, yeah. which is like fuck that. I will get never get that. So I'm like, you know what? I'm getting. I'm buying it on physical media. Oh, nice. I don't know if I'm gonna ever watch it again in the recent. But so then I get it in the mail, and spend some birthday money on it and then I get in the mail I'm like I'm gonna watch a couple episodes and then I'm like and then and now I'm like damn it I'm really re-watching Mad Men <laughs> that's how it happens man it's how it happens it's how it and it's like and I'm a little bit like this time around I'm like I don't know if I can deal with all the cruelty that the characters both inflict and endure yeah but, God, but it's rough it's rough at times but it's it's like it's such a defining show of that era of TV in that it is absurdly easy to binge yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's the best show of that year, but it's one of the, it's possibly the defining one in terms of like every episode, not a ton happening, but you are strung the fuck along. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So S- Sopranos alum wrote it for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah oh, so shoot. really good. Anyway, that's kind of what I'm else I'm watching. Uh, I am a tremendous dweeb, so I have. Um, some ham radio gear. Nice. And I have been listening to pirate radio. Oh which, my God. like, doesn't that sound exciting? They, yeah, I'm excited right now. You know what it is? Does that actually exist? A bunch of, like, Alex Jones wannabes. Just, Aww. I know, doesn't that sound disappointing? And it, wait, it's two, It's not surprising, though. It's two different types of, of uh, it's in these, uh, the free band. There's, like, areas of the, uh, the RF spectrum where like it's not really being used like the military has dibs if they ever wanted it but hardly anybody uses certain frequencies so a lot of people crowd in these certain places um and it's religious people like proselytizing Mm -hmm. 
and it's Alex Jones conspiracy theory, people being like, well, the deal with Biden. And I was just like so excited to get my gear together and find out Isn't what's... the internet enough for that shit? What, yeah. yeah, what is on the air? I was expecting people like, I'm just blasting weird music. It's polka time, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what I would do. Do it. So, sure. um, yeah. I would lose my job. I would be uh, in such serious shit. Yeah, okay. my, my career is built off of not being a radio pirate. Yeah, right. right. So... <laughs> um, uh, but I do want to, and I would, I would maybe just like blast them. I'd bla- go on the same frequency as these idiots, you and know. Just drown them out. With drown polka. them out with just with polka. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm on your frequency, buddy, and I'm knocking you off. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of Spanish language ones, and I really want to know what they're saying. But Alex they're probably Jones just shit. saying Alex Jones shit or religious shit. Yeah. This is like, it's very disappointing, but it is fun to like. Ooh, I have special gear, and I'm playing with my special gear, and look, it's pirate radio, and yeah. You never like hammer down rabbit ears, it or hammer down like rabbit. I can't even transmit. <laughs> I, I I think it, it would just straight up be dangerous too in this in this room. I think I would give my neighbors all RF burns. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Sorry guys, I'm just trying to fuck with some pirates downstairs. Some truckers. <laughs> you guys should be less loud. I will literally radiate you. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I'm doing lately. Christian? Uh, I've been doing the A20. I found an A24 bracket on the internet, and so I've been watching all of those. I've taken kind of a break. Wait, stop and explain that to me. So A24 is a production company, and they're known for making, like... They're known for basically taking a new or, like, kind of auteurist filmmakers and just going, what do you want to make? That sounds great. And throwing money at them. Mm -hmm. And just then distributing their films. And, uh, you know, it's it's a great studio full of good films, some films you may have heard of the the witch or the vavitch oh, uh it comes at night uh first reformed ex machina the whole thing midsummer uh, right, okay. the Hereditary. lighthouse yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ladybird yeah Gems, i i managed i managed to okay. list all the ones that aren't massively popular <laughs> sorry eighth grade um, okay all right but I, it's 72 This is not at the top of my head. This and I've had to take a break. But the last one I watched was Under the Fabric, which is a British horror film about a woman who has a troubled relationship with her son and has trouble dating and gets taken over by a nice dress she picks up in a, in a goofy so store. So like, like Venom. Kind of, Rock but like Venom. a little, but like <laughs> Venom is like a dumb superhero movie. <laughs> this is like a portrayal of a sad middle-aged woman slowly getting like possessed by a dress. That sounds it's pretty cool. sick. Actually. Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, but yeah, it's going well. But that's what I've been doing. Neat. Well, cool. I think we're we're like done. We're like nice. done. Well, Good game, guys. Good, Good game, game, guys. Good game. Thanks for tuning Thanks in. Thanks for being with us, Christian. Hey, no problem. Thank you for having me. We'll have an AV music. It's playing right now. Goodbye, everyone.